1: To Money since I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. Ellenbecker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 on Capitol Drive in the town bank building. And that also houses our studio, which we are recording out of today. Uh, we have another location in Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, and that's right across the street from Winkies. We are also able to service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Of course. My preference is to service clients in Florida during January, February, and March. Because uh, Wisconsin is is not as uh, enjoyable to host meetings. So if you'd like to meet with any of us in any of those locations, feel free to check out our webpage at www.ellenbecker.com. You'll also have an opportunity to put a face with a voice and to tour all of our locations uh, on that webpage. So please feel free to check that out. My guest today is Wendy Bauman and she is the President and Chief Visionary Officer of WIBIC, which is the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative. And, you know, we've actually interviewed Wendy on several times in the past on Money Sense mm-hmm. and also been involved with WIBIC over the years, and it's continued to grow and develop into something quite amazing here in Wisconsin. So I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, I will introduce you to Wendy, and we can learn all about WIBIC and uh, how it participates in the community. So we'll be right back. <music> Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, President of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. Before the break, I shared with you uh, my guest, Wendy Bauman, is here today, and she is the President and Chief Visionary Officer of WIBIC, and I am excited to bring this topic to our listeners again today. I have the joy of sitting down with many clients throughout the year, and many times I hear about adult children who are looking to start a really great business, or looking for some guidance on creating business plans, and even more so recently, I am hearing from 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 our clients who are looking for kind of a twilight business or a second career. And so uh, I've passed on the webpage and, and your name many of times to people who are trying to learn more about what it is like. Uh, to start a business and so I'm excited you're here today. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thrilled to be here. Of course and maybe you can just start sharing with our listeners today what is WIBIC and and a little bit about your history here in Wisconsin.
0: Sure well WIBIC I always tease a little bit it sounds like a frog but it, it is a long title the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation. So we are very proud to share that we're actually 31 years old so we've been around for decades and WIBIC came out of really the Women's Economic Empowerment Movement. It was one of the first uh, women's business centers in the nation. It was modeled after an organization called Women's Ventures in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And from day one, wibic has been doing primarily two things, providing quality financial and business educational programming. We can talk more about that. And providing access to what we really term fair and responsible capital to help start, launch, grow, expand, strengthen a small business. So we've had one leg firmly planted in that business education and classes and workshops and seminars on how to really get that business started, diversify it, grow it if it's struggling a little bit and need to go back, you know, sort of to the drawing board in a couple issues. We can talk about that program training. And then, again, um, small microloans. Uh, so WIBIC was one of the first microlenders in the nation. Uh, initially providing loans up to $10,000, and over the past 30 years, we now are providing direct loans to entrepreneurs and business owners from $1,000 to 250000 So that wow. sort of starts out the framework.
1: Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start talking a little bit about the education component and, and, you know, what that looks like, what type of support you offer from an education programming perspective and and who that's available to.
0: Sure, it's available to anybody and all. Um, So, again, men are certainly welcomed at the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative. Uh, WIBIC does focus its effort on women on minority individuals, lower wealth individuals, and also veterans and military-connected families. And why it's the who piece is that still, if you really look at those groups of individuals, uh, there's real and or perceived inequity, not a level playing field, and there's really not equality there still around business and business support. So we really want to make sure we're leveling that playing field as much as we can, and education and then access to capital are two ways to definitely do it. So, again, anyone's welcome. We do focus, though, on sort of targeted individuals that might need a little bit more help or just need some more support, but anyone is welcome. Our business education is on ground, so in some classes in Waukesha, huge numbers of classes in the Milwaukee market. We're also statewide. have offices in Kenosha, Racine, Madison, and in the northeast in Appleton, Wisconsin. So last year, 2018, we served over 5,000 unduplicated clients through our business education programming. So, again, on ground, also though online and on demand. And all of that's on our website, www.bic.com, to look at that, to actually sign up for a class, and to get engaged. The educational training specifically for entrepreneurs sort of falls into three buckets. One bucket is I have an idea. We get about 12 of those phone calls a day, which we love. I have an idea. Light bulb over the head. You can almost see it through the phone, that light bulb over the head. Somebody that's scratching their head and thinking, you know, I have this business idea. So those kind of classes are, are you an entrepreneur? Sort of what's in a business plan? Is my business idea viable? And to really help that individual at that time in that ideation stage to really walk through Is this something that they want to take the next step and start a business? Is this sort of a viable business idea? You know, if there's no competition in this area, why? If there's tons of competition, is there room for more? So really asking some of those hard questions and helping them vet that idea. Um, So we sort of call that a filter class. A lot of people go to that. Second is the folks that are definitely wanting to start a business and or have sort of just started. And that's where we really focus around business planning. And we like to look at always that term as business planning, not a business plan, because it is a live document. Similar to the great work you do in financial planning, that's probably what you call it, too, financial planning, not the plan, because it changes every year and certainly over one's lifetime. So business planning is what it's all about, who, what, where, when, why two basic parts of the business plan that sort of helps people, you know, put it together and understand it. One part is the story part. You know, what is this business about? I got this great idea for a cupcake business, and this is sort of why, and this is how I see these cupcakes being made. I'm mainly going to do, you know, three-fourths wholesale because I have these restaurants that want to buy from me, but I'm also going to have my little retail location. So, Sort of the why behind it. My grandmother made cupcakes is what I want to do. I love baking, so on and so forth, the story part. And the second part that's real important that I would say that people generally struggle a little more at is the financial part. So those numbers then, that financial part of the business plan, have to marry and have to really match that business plan. Um, a great example one time, I teased still a little bit with this business owner, but she made cakes. I mean, amazing cakes. Cakes that sell for 500 600 $700. You know, the shape of your face, dragons, you know, buildings, the whole deal. And she was working out of her home. And it was growing so much, she just couldn't keep it out of her home. So she came to us, needed a loan to get to a location. She was thinking possibly do a little retail on the side, but mainly a larger bakery to bake these amazing cakes. And um, her story part was beautiful because I had it 60 for a while, but she was, I'm not sure what she was grossing, but it was under under $100,000, you know, her current business out of her home, but she was going to go into this location and she was going to be a million dollar business the first year. So I said, whoa, let's look at these financials one more time. Let's put together something really conservative, then maybe more realistic and then just crazy, everything goes crazy and so on and so forth. And to this day, each time I see her, she says, thank you for that. Because it if we would have planned for a million dollars the first year, it was unrealistic, it would have hurt her and the business. And you know, There was no way that business could grow that quickly. So that's sort of part of the business planning. And then the third bucket of classes, if you will, or programming, Somebody's already in business and looking to diversify, looking to expand, um, looking to scale. And we have a series of classes there, and we work with a lot of partner organizations that have expertise maybe in a cluster industry around food, around IT, around construction, um, are in scaling and accelerator programs. So those are sort of the three areas of the training.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so good stuff. it's like you're an advocate for anybody who's really trying to figure out if, one, their idea makes sense, yeah. or, two, if they can take their current business to the next level or even develop into deeper um, kind of dive into that career. Do you have some examples of businesses that have fallen into and, and have seen success through this process?
0: Sure. Um, a couple of ones I'll give a, a couple of loan clients that are in the Waukesha area. One is Sobeys Restaurant. So oh, that's, in Okanumoa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I've eaten there twice. Yeah, I love it. It's
0: really popular, really good. They went through some of our business educational programming, secured a loan with us, also had bank financing. So for all the banks and financial institutions out there, sometimes you're doing these deals and they're very solid deals, but they still might be shy—fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, maybe more in that working capital inventory that generally banks don't really like to lend to. And we're really happy to come in those deals, take a second position to the bank, and help out that small business. Um, so that's an example. We also have a, the downtown dog spa um, grooming is another one that's in Waukesha area. And then handfuls and handfuls. Another fun one I always like to talk about is the Cat Cafe which is on the um, east side of Milwaukee. Husband and wife uh, actually work for an airline. The husband's a pilot. The wife is or was, now she's a business owner, but was a stewardess. And they went to Amsterdam with their family. So they're in Amsterdam in Europe, and she sees this cat cafe. And she goes in, and she comes back and has a cup of coffee with her husband and goes, guess what, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to open a cat cafe in Milwaukee. He sort of says, okay, honey. But she comes back. She finds Wibbeck. She goes through our business educational programming and puts together a very good business plan. They put some money in the deal but also needed some outside financing. We provided that. And just a little bit of, you know, parentheses here and there on the business plan, some support, look at this, think about that, you know, what are going to be your sales on sort of the cat side of things, what are going to be your sales on the cafe side of things, and provided that loan. She's been up now for about a year and a half. It's just an amazing place. And it's also, to me, a little bit of a social business venture just in the sense that she's providing a really formidable way for families and individuals to adopt and take home cats that otherwise you'd have to go into a shelter, which you know many are lovely, but it's a little concrete, it's a little cement, it's a little bit cage, and here you get to actually hold that kitty cat or that cat, have your family hold that kitty cat in a living room type setting and deciding if you want to adopt and bring that cat home. And then for those that don't want to do that, you can have a great glass of wine, which I actually had, or a cup of coffee, and you can watch all these beautiful people actually interacting with the cats to maybe bring them home. Huh. So that's just a fun one. Yeah, what a um, great idea. Yeah, construction companies, handfuls of those, and construction is really big right now. A lot in the food service business, but small manufacturing companies, many in home health care, uh, community-based residential facilities, and uh, just healthcare kind of programs, individuals that maybe grow it to handfuls of individuals providing health care, which is big. Um, retail? Retail also very hard to finance at banks, so we're select on that, making sure people really know what they're getting into. But we do a handful of retail, so it runs the gamut.
1: Wow, that Mm -hmm. sounds great. Makes me want to go out and check out all these places. Yeah,
0: and we actually have a great client directory on our website. So it can be sorted from plumbers and electricians, which we have. Uh, Actually, that's a a, a sort of West Side based business too, uh, Milestone Plumbing, owned by Jessie, and she came. Her father owned a plumbing business all his life. She got her uh undergraduate degree, got her master's degree, was going to go into business. She starts sort of out there looking and she goes, "You know what? I'm a plumber." goes back to school, gets her plumbing license, and opens up her own business. Now she has I think about a dozen people working for her, numerous plumbers providing health care to them, you know does plumbing herself, but really is running this woman owned plumbing business. She does all the plumbing in my house too by
1: the way. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, So before we wrap up, kind of talking on the education component, you know, how does somebody get started? You said check out the webpage and sign up for classes. Are there fees for classes? Um, How do they get, how do they participate?
0: Yeah, um, actually, some of our training and our business education is no fee at all. Others is sliding scale basis, so people pay what they can afford. Um, So we make it just, again, no barriers, really accessible. They may totally sign up online if people want to do things online. If they don't, they're hesitant, call our offices, any of the offices. We can sign you up over the phone and get you set. And, again, it's on ground, so you're actually coming to classes, mainly evenings and weekends, to afford that for individuals who do your sort of normal, you know, first shift uh, kind of uh, employment. But also, again, online and on demand, which is really helpful for individuals who are maybe working and having families but still like going, I think there's a business side. Idea here,
1: and I need some support. How many people do you talk to each year about starting businesses?
0: Well, again, last year over 5,000 that went through the business educational programming, so that's a lot, a lot of people. Not uh, all of those start businesses, some are already in business, but that's a lot. And then last year we saw about 300, we'll maybe talk more about this in the second part of the segment, but about 325 live loan applications, and we approved about 150 credits or loans.
1: Wow, that's amazing. And it's not
0: all those other ones are no. It's just that sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get it through the system. Sure. So, and, you know, our goal is really to get to yes. But, um, you know, we need to sometimes the business isn't ripe yet or the plan's not sharp enough. And we may need to make those decisions and say not at this time. How about if we get you into some of those business educational classes? How about if we maybe work at some of those personal financial things that we still need to get through before we believe, you know, that you can really be successful in this business for yourself and for your family.
1: Excellent. Good. Well, let's take a quick break and when we come back we will talk about the financial side of things a Great. little bit more. Wonderful. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And today my guest is Wendy Bauman, and she is the president and Chief Visionary Officer for WIBIC, Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation. And we're just calling it WIBIC for interest of time so we can talk about all the gonna, really exciting I stuff. I was going to take the whole segment to say <laughs> it. Yeah, so so we're talking about Wibic In the first section of this program, we really talked about um, the education and programming. And it's so exciting for me to hear you talk about that because so many times I have clients who have really great ideas, or I have four brothers and they always have... Mm-hmm have good ideas as well and Uh and my own children and all all of these individuals that share ideas and just don't know exactly how to take it Mm -hmm. from an idea to a business and really that's what you do and that's 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 exciting because people start with an idea and many times the story the reasoning the why that's very important but how do you take it through all the steps Mm -hmm. to get it to where it is and so you shared that with our listeners in the first segment and once we kind of have that idea, figure out how to start the business, and really develop the A plan and the planning around it, mm-hmm. um, the next step is funding. Mm-hmm. And funding is often, as you said earlier, one of the more difficult pieces, the financial side of it. Right. Many times people have a great idea, but understanding the finances of it can cause, uh, you know, to get paralyzed a little bit mm-hmm. and, and puts that idea often on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So um, talk to me a little bit about what the, the financing side looks like sure. in, is in terms of how WIBIC is involved. Sure. Yeah, just sort of take
0: a step back on it. The two things that micro and small businesses struggle with the most, and actually sort of Fortune 500 companies, I think, struggle the most with this too, is their market segment Um, small businesses think well everybody will buy my product everybody will buy my service and we say to them no they won't you know friends and family do because they like you you know they have to sit next to you at the Thanksgiving table, but no, they won't. You really need to niche your market. The sooner you can niche your market in whatever you do, the more successful you're going to be. And the second thing that they struggle with is really utilizing financials, their financials as a management tool. So we're really big on that financial part. And generally, entrepreneurs, unless they have schooling or what have you, are a little bit shy in that financial area. Uh, I'll just give my numbers to an accountant. I'll just have them handle it. I'll give this to my tax people. They'll do the taxes. And we. really try to drive into them that you have to own your financials. You have to own your projections. If you're a startup, what do you think? How many cakes can you sell? How many cars can you fix? How many construction deals can you run at the same time with the people? So really, really keeping it close to the ground to run their financials if they're a startup business to get a good set of projections. And we always like to see three projections, one that they just know they can blow away, one that might be really a little bit more realistic for a calendar year, and then one that might be some stretch goals. But with those financials, it's also, again, taking it down to the cost of goods, taking it down to the time and energy, taking it down to the administration relating to it, um, all of that, you know, just really, really try to make those as tight as possible. And those financials then have to marry, again, the business plan. So let's just use an example of a product. And maybe someone has a product and they're going to sell uh, 60% wholesale, and make X margin, and they're going to send 40% retail and make a higher margin. After their first year, that's reversed. So actually, they're going to end up ahead because now they're 60% retail with a larger margin. Great. But what if that would have gone the other way? If they're not on top of their financials, they could actually really be sort of selling themselves out um, into bankruptcy or into you know the business going belly up. So they have to constantly look at that. We like to see them look at it monthly. We sort of demand that they look at their financials with us if we do a loan with them on a quarterly basis and really painstakingly go through their financials compared to their projections and how that looks. So that's sort of just to set the scene a little bit that those are struggles businesses have. In terms of the lending, um, individuals can apply for a loan with WIBIC, three sixty five you know 24 7 as they say online so we have a full online loan application that is easy it's user-friendly answer these questions beam up these items that we're going to need to look at and we do look at the same thing that really a bank looks at you know we look at if there's past history we look at projections we look at the resumes of the business owners we look at the business plan if they need help with that though this is the big commercial if they need help they just call our offices We have a full-time person that will sit with them, that will work over the phone with them, that will work online with them on how we need that information. Because we need to be very transparent and look at all the same information from everybody as, again, we're sort of making a judgment call on moving that loan ahead. So we want to be really clear, but we'll help you all along the way in that information. Once we have all of that, a loan officer looks at it. Probably gets back to you, probably meets with you, maybe even on site if it's an existing business, or otherwise we'll meet with you in person, and then we move it along. Loans that are a little bit smaller, under 15000 sort of the management, if you will, can make uh, an approval on that loan. And then fifteen to $50,000, we turn that to our loan committee which is uh, we'll review the whole financial packet and we'll approve it electronically. And any loan over $50,000 actually goes to a live loan committee. So we set our loan committee for the whole year. We just had loan committee last week. We did six credits. And for a loan over $50,000 with WIBIC, you actually come as the borrower and as the business owner, and you, to some degree, pitch your idea after they've reviewed your whole packet to the loan committee. We don't think it's Shark Tank. We call it... <laughs> dolphin pool because we're friendly we're friendly (laughs) but um you know with some of our folks sometimes they don't look the best on paper You know, there's maybe colorful credit histories. There was maybe a bankruptcy at some point. You know, sometimes that happens, as you know, in your industry. Uh, Health issues with individuals or with family members. Divorces often can complicate that credit history, just getting behind a little bit. And that's where banks are a little bit more black and white. If that credit score goes low or if something happens like that or a bankruptcy, I mean, it's almost an automatic no from a bank. And we look past that. We look past and understand that life does happen to individuals, help explain What happened in 2016? You know, help us understand why your credit score got lower. Help us understand around that bankruptcy, what happened and what have you learned from it and what are you doing now? So again... um, very friendly you know in that way. Our goal, we're mission lenders is to get to yes. And uh, we say we do a lot of character lending and lend to a lot of characters, but um, Wibic does and boasts, you know a 97% payback of our loans. And considering we're dealing with the majority, about 60, 65% startup, Again, retail, construction, um, healthcare, care, um, uh, food-based businesses and restaurants. You know, that's a really, really great piece. And that's because we do and work with that business and that um, entrepreneur and that business owner for the whole life of the loan. And we're also the good guys. No prepayment penalty. Um, if we do need to modify a loan note because things are just shy a little bit, we will. We, we want you to be successful in your business. We'd like to also get the money revolved back to us so we can lend it to someone else. But we're all about the business owner being successful. If they're successful, we're successful.
1: And how is the interest rates and things determined on a loan like that? Sure.
0: Our loans, again, from 1000 to $250,000. If the loan is over $100,000, we do need a guarantee. And if everything works, we get that guarantee through the Small Business Administration in a program called Community Advantage so we can get it guaranteed by the government under sort of rules and restrictions and things like that in brief. Our interest rate right now is about 9%. Um, we feel that's a good interest rate. I mean, obviously, if you've been using credit cards, you're at minimum 12, 13 percent, 17, 18. If you're using factoring, if you're using payday lenders, it's huge. And again, we're not about replacing the bank. So if your deal can get done at a bank, and we can pretty much readily see if that deal can get done at a bank, we want you at that financial institution. That's who you should be. The deals that we're doing are shy of bank financing. And um, we are—we're not an interest, uh, you know. We're not driving to interest rate because the package deal that you have with WIBIC is that we are lending this money, which we feel is fair and responsible money, at that interest rate. And then again, we're providing you with support for the life of that loan. All the fees in our classes are waived, and you're assigned a small business consultant that actually works with you. You get that ugly letter from the IRS, he or she, the small business consultant will sit with you, wait, let's do this, we can adjust this, let's contact them. Let's not have the IRS put any business out of business for making an error and maybe having to catch up on employee taxes or other taxes. Um, Having a shy season, something goes wrong, okay, let's modify this loan, let's do interest only payments for a little bit, let's get you geared back up, and then we can go back to full payments. Um, All the other things, the small business consultants are the middle of, the hourglass. So all the other great programming that goes on out there, the small business development centers have great programming in Wisconsin. Um, Accelerator programs, business incubators. It's a great program called Scale Up through the Greater Milwaukee Committee and about really accelerating and scaling businesses over a million dollars in sales. Uh, Contests that are out there, pitch contests, all of that we sort of know about at WIBIC. And then Give it to that business owner in a formidable way so they can digest it and take advantage of it. So it's not just interest. It's not just a loan. It's part of a whole program that you have at WIBIC.
1: So how many individuals do you have supporting these business owners and these entrepreneurs? It sounds like there's so much, uh, not not necessarily hand-holding, but advocacy. There is. Walking through that process to be able to sit down with somebody quarterly and right. somebody to assist you with some of these big decisions. Um, that's very helpful for a business, it any is. business owner, right. especially someone starting up. Right. How many people do you have working with you? About and
0: six and a few part-time that handle a loan portfolio of a about 600 actual businesses. Our loan portfolio now is peaking about a little over $20 million. It's actually 875 distinct loans, but that equals about 600 actual businesses. Some have a couple loans. So we really look at it as a portfolio. Generally, they are geographic-based. We have a handful of folks in Milwaukee, some in Southeast, some in South Central, some in Northeast. And the loans that are in that geographic area fold up to that individual Um, What we do find is we look at these businesses, and it's a little bit of a bell curve, that about a quarter or so are going to be high-touch clients. Their startup, they might be a little bit more fragile in nature. The industry might be more fragile in nature. The person might be a bit more fragile in nature, and they're going to get probably more hand-holding and more support that they need. Half are going to be just fine. One thing they're a little off. There's one chink in the armor, something that they've identified. Need a little bit of help on that financial package. I'm shy in marketing. I really want to diversify and get out there more, so we help them with that. And then about a fourth of the loan portfolio that are really pretty solid. Still we provide support. Still we touch base with them, but they're sort of going to be on their own. They're solid and they're good. Um, but that does cost. It's a very different model than a bank. I mean, a bank, you know, cannot afford that. Rules and regulations. It's a regulated industry. You can't provide that. We're not. There's not flexibility. Right. Right. It's a different deal. But we take that very seriously. And I go back to the uh, interest or uh, the repayment rate. I mean, that's why if we would not have that small business consulting, we would not have that payback rate of 97% for the businesses and the individuals
1: we're working with. Sure. And I suppose people grow through those different stages. Like they you do said, the bell curve. You start out, you Absolutely. might be a little more fragile. And as you become more educated yeah. and become more convicted in your business, um, you're able to hopefully get to the point where you need less.
0: Yes, less yeah, and, and they then we try to bring them back and have them speak at a class and uh, have them volunteer for Wibic and say, I was sitting there, I had this idea, I'm so glad I did listen to Wibic and others because I would not be, you know, in the way I am. Because entrepreneurs, they're so much fun to be around, but they also, they do think they know it all. And we always have to do that dance. We know you know it all. We know you know a lot. But is there one thing at night that, again, you lose sleep over? And if they can say that, then we can fold in and help them with that one area. We can usually see on paper and meeting with them where they're shy. But entrepreneurs don't like that. I mean, people don't like that. Like, you need help here. Right. People don't want to hear that. Instead, they want to go, I could use a little bit of help here. And then we fold in and provide that support to them. But it, it takes a while. It's trust. I mean, a business, as you know, it's it's a person's baby, you know, right. it's there. And so not everybody gets to hold that baby. And so it's a matter of trust. It's a matter of time. It's being professional and friendly all the time with our offices and our staff and our people. It's understanding when mistakes happen and have that kind of relationship when there is a mistake that's made that they call and tell you. Because maybe when that mistake is first made, we can help them out. If they put it under the carpet... At a certain point, there's only so much magic we can do with the tax issue. There's only so much magic we can do with cash flow situation. Right.
1: Good. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Let's take a break. And when we get back, uh, I really want to talk about how the general public can get Mm -hmm. involved in supporting WIBIC and learning more about, you know, what's available to the general public. Maybe not people who are looking to start a business, yeah. but maybe people who have been really successful in business um, or people who want to take advantage of some networking opportunities. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll look forward to circling back here in a minute. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Julie Ellenbecker, president of the Ellenbecker Becker. Group. And my guest today is Wendy Bauman. She is the President and Chief Visionary Officer of WIBIC. We have been talking a lot about uh, WIBIC and and talking about the education programming that you offer to business startups in the community, as well as the financial lending. This is, this is so exciting to me because I just, being a, a daughter of a woman, my mm-hmm. mother who started her own business and really developed it from nothing except her passion and knowing exactly why she wanted to do what she accomplished. And then looking back now, you know, 25 years later and Uh 30 employees and a wonderful, successful business and knowing that individuals, uh, you know, starting at the very beginning and how much their passion drives forward. And then organizations like WIBIC who can help uh, the entrepreneur, the person with a thousand ideas, uh-huh. uh, get one to stick. And yeah. so this is very exciting to me as well as just knowing how important it is to support other women in business and so to support small business. And uh, and so this is cool. I was able to attend the wibic annual luncheon a couple times, and I just leave really excited because it's fun to see people be successful. It's fun Mm -hmm. to see dreams realized. Mm -hmm. And it's really um, amazing what you are doing in the community and, and being there as a support because Mm -hmm. it takes somebody like you and your team to, um, to provide that confidence and that conviction because it's really scary going into something by yourself and knowing that you have an advocate and knowing that you have a smart advocate and somebody who wants to see you be successful. Um, that's invaluable. Mm-hmm. So I love what you're doing for the community. I'm grateful for it, and I'm excited to keep hearing more about it. Um, but let's talk about individuals maybe who don't have a business idea but just love this concept. How can they get involved?
0: Sure. Yeah, and I love the, the part about saying dreams. Um, we have this expression at WIBIC. WIBIC's been around for 30-plus years, putting dreams to work, and it's, just, it's a great piece on that. Uh, We love volunteers, and specifically because the more we can leverage human talent, you know, really the less uh, we need financial, you know, support because we're leveraging that local, in one's community human talent. So if you think about businesses, that kind of talent that we really need, um, bankers, accountants, business attorneys, marketing experts, and sort of folks in the IT area. Those are what most of our clients need support in. To be a little bit more specific, um, we do leverage a lot of the financial institutions, and they come in and they give that perspective from a bank Of How these deals can get done at a bank, but also they're seeing deals after deals after deals, loan officers, commercial loan officers, even branch managers. And what we could use some more time of is really sitting one on one with a prospective loan client, sort of helping them walk through their potential uh, projections. You know, or walking through where they've been with their business and maybe some things that's gone awry and some things to watch out for. So bankers speaking at classes, working one-on-one with business owners around that whole financial piece would be huge. Accounting is the same. Um, We definitely need people, our clients, to really understand their day-to-day accounting, helping get people set up on QuickBooks, their own accounting system, reviewing then their financials with them. If we could have just an army of those individuals to help out, we would need less staff time. You know, we can leverage that. We have a person in charge of our volunteers, and, again, it's very meaningful. And we're organized. It's not like, can you come this afternoon at 5 o'clock? It's great. We have a couple clients. can meet at your offices. can meet at a coffee shop. could can meet at WIBIC offices. And could you work through some of these financials with them, which would be real helpful. Uh, Marketing experts, that's another one too, you know, helping with marketing, helping with their thoughts on marketing, ripping apart their marketing plans, um, thinking about really the market niches that they need to advance. You know, what we hear a lot from our clients, well, I'm going to do business cards and social media. Oh, what does that mean? I need a little bit more than that. The business cards is a very specific tool that is needed, but really what is the social media plan? What is really your marketing plan? Your website, how important is that or isn't that important? How much do you need to press the flesh? How much do you maybe need to even buy in media? It might be a good investment. It's expensive, but it might be. So really helping that out, especially for a startup business, that marketing piece is really helpful. Um, And then things, even human resources is real important. Legal is very important. We're blessed with some of the top law firms providing that pro bono legal support to us. So it's very, very helpful. Um, But smaller firms or business law firms that are willing to review leases of some of our clients, that's where people get into trouble, Um, non-competes and reviewing that, Uh, basic um, business contracts that they're going into. Sometimes it's also the review of franchise agreements, you know, just looking at that. So we're providing, again, sort of on that pro bono basis, the best legal support we can for that business owner. Sometimes businesses buy other businesses, and to look at that, to look at valuations, to look at, you know, is that a fair price? What are you really buying here? All of that. A lot of times our entrepreneurs will say, I got a lease, I'm signing it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Give me zero, that lease. Zero to 100 in, in five minutes. Really. Give me that lease. Give me that lease.
0: And, you know, again, we're not, the, the landlords are wonderful, beautiful people and so on, but we got to push back sometimes at some of these things that can end up really hurting the business owner. So it goes back to what you said earlier. We're the advocate for that. So bankers, accountants, marketing experts, financial experts helping these individuals out, and that personal financial household, how that plays out with their other one is really helpful. We do have a, a person dedicated to this. So, again, um, call our office, email me, contact our office, say I'm interested in volunteering. We can set up a one-to-one meeting. It can be in person at our offices. We do have some shared space in Waukesha and our bigger, largest office in Milwaukee at Schlitz Park. Um, but we can also, you know, do a Zoom, do Skype, and really see how you'd like to leverage that. Um, We do have paperwork that we have all of our volunteers fill out because, again, we got to keep, you know, the good product of WBIC solid and good. Um, And then we will work with you and how you would like to, you know, support. And, again, that volunteering can be the one to the many at classes. A lot of people love to sort of lecture or talk at classes. So we have 450-some classes a year. So, obviously, we can always fit somebody in. We'll have a facilitator for it, but then to have, again, that banker come in and just talk for 15 minutes. Have that accountant that's done accounting and accounting and accounting for small businesses share some insights, share some thoughts, answer some of the questions. They have that great expertise that our staff does not have that full expertise. Uh, Legal counsel coming in and talking about the difference between a sole proprietorship, and LLC, a partnership agreement. And as you're forming your business, what might be the best legal structure? So it's fun. It's great working with entrepreneurs. Again, very well organized. Our schedule goes out January through June, July through December. And so someone can can come in and we'll say, great, we'd love to line you up, you know, um, in October. We have these kind of dates in October, so, you know, months in advance, um, we staff you. We don't leave anybody out there. We thank you. So it's a great opportunity to volunteer and support. And it's very, very meaningful. Working with entrepreneurs is, again, they're all just out there kind of folks. Um, they're fun to work with. And, again, this is really meaningful.
1: Yeah. Good. So volunteering is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. What about donating? Is there absolutely donating? You see, I
0: started out with volunteering, <laughs> but absolutely. Where there's high mission, we need money. Yeah, a couple things there. Um, We are a tax-exempt 501c3, so we actually do have individuals, individuals, foundations, and corporations that all do donate to WIPEC. Our operational budget is about $7 million, and each year we really need to raise a significant amount of those dollars. Um, We bring down federal awards from the U.S. federal government, uh, state support, municipal support, but again, about one quarter of our overall budget is those foundations, corporations, individuals. And individuals can in a couple different ways. Direct donations, very, very helpful, supports that educational work. You know, we don't really, uh, the fee for services that we provide for our classes by no means, you know, make up really what those classes cost with our staff and our paper and all of that. So direct donations are fantastic. But another option for accredited investors is Wibic actually has an offering. Um, So a formal offering for accredited investors, it's a simple piece with a minimum of $10,000, five years, we provide a 2% interest, and there's no maximum. And so we have now about 25 individuals that are all accredited investors that have taken the time and said, this is a good use of my money. Um, You know, we sort of joke a little bit, sometimes they go, only 2%, and I say, well... WBIC's been around for 30 years, and we've paid everybody back and on time, so we have a great track record. While tomorrow's promise to no one, we have a great track record. And in addition, that 2%, sir or ma'am, I think you're going to put your head on the pillow a little bit better at nighttime when you realize that for that offering, all of those dollars go into our loan pool. So those loan dollars then actually go into the small business lending piece of WiBIC. And um, I think it's incredible. And actually all of our investors so far have renewed many of them each year add dollars to it. And I think it's a beautiful thing to talk about at the dining room table and share it with your families and share it with other friends that not only am I donating, trying to make the world a better place, but I'm also investing my dollars in a loan pool for other businesses, especially those self-made gazillionaires and business owners that are listening perhaps now. You know, maybe if you would have had the time of day sooner or some support sooner, you know, might have been even a little bit easier for you. So a lot of time is the entrepreneurial type that go, yeah, you know, this is good. I would love to donate but you know I'd really like to invest in this loan fund and it's an investment we pay the interest rate annually we provide you quarterly financials there's no wink wink that you know this is going to roll into a grant it's a formal offering
1: Oh, that's great. That's a great opportunity. So in our last minute or two, let me know, um, share with our listeners a little bit about the networking that you offer to individuals as well. Maybe not necessarily people who are, you know, starting businesses or doing loans, but the other networking. Yeah, we have this fun,
0: fun series uh, called Strong Women, Strong Coffee. And I think, was your mom even one of the Strong Women, Strong Coffee a while ago? Yeah,
1: speakers. I think we've hosted some here in the past. Yeah, it's great.
0: But it's a cool series, and there we've had anywhere from Lieutenant Governor to, um, you know, others we've had uh, people that run large companies people that are leaders in the community and this is one where we do get a lot of entrepreneurs that come but also others come executives come women come a lot of home-based businesses come they just want to mingle and mix hold them early in the morning provide great coffee but it's about a strong woman sharing her story So when your mom was on, she shared her story of how she started this business and how she grew it and shares real life, the ups and downs of it. Sometimes we put people, and specifically I think women often put women on a pedestal and think, oh, well, Karen Ellenbecker, my gosh, she just landed there. No, we need to hear her journey and the ups and downs of it. And then there's time to ask questions. How did you feel? How did that go? What did you think? What would you different? So it is really just this beautiful, beautiful series. We're not lecturing. Instead, we're really sharing a platform.
1: For strong women. Yeah, that's excellent. I wish we had more time to talk because I wanted to hear a little bit more about the businesses um, that you've invested in, mm-hmm. that WBIC has invested in. I know you said that there was a client directory yeah, online. right on our website. So listeners, go and check out the client directory and then go visit some of those businesses. There's so many ways we can create, you know, support small business. And one of them is by going there, shopping, using their products and services. Yes. So check that client directory out online. And uh, I just want to close with a reminder that. Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1. We also have our newly launched um, Milwaukee's philanthropic community radio show airing Sundays at 10 a.m. As always I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being and remember before we plan before we advise before we invest we always listen. Enjoy the day.